And we're back. The second part of the games that made us. Thanks for listening, and make, make sure if you're if you're listening to this one, make sure you catch the first part that's already on uh, on the podcast stream and on YouTube. We had a PlayStation Two, yeah. but I can't remember a lot of games for me to that, and I'm sure there are, but that kind of made an impact on me as much as Katamari did. Um, maybe SOCOM because SOCOM was like one of the first games you could play like real tactical. I was super into like, SOCOM, yeah. You did play the headset, and that was a lot of fun because it was very technical. It wasn't very yeah, like voice commands and everything. That was really yeah, neat. yeah, and it yeah. and it all worked really well. So I mean, that game was great. So we could jump into PlayStation Two before I jump into my favorite system of all time. <laughs> the GameCube, really? Uh... <laughs> no, but it's funny okay. you mentioned because I don't have anything for the GameCube. But go ahead. Uh, but yeah, for oh, okay, never mind. Uh, I I won't steal your fire there. Uh. Yes, I mean, I guess as far as PlayStation 2, I'll start with the big gun, Grand Theft Auto 3, obviously. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Big deal. And, you know, like, I I understand that's, like, such a huge franchise now, and it's, you know, on previous episodes, I think I've talked about the whole open world thing and how Mm -hmm. I kind of fell out, fell away from that. Uh, But I I was crazy into Part 3, less so Vice City, but I still played Vice City. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But I, I think a big part of that is... Like, that was, like, as big as the city is, it's digestible, you know? So, for sure. And, and, and part three, I, and, and by city to a lesser extent, like, you could actually remember the city, the city layout. And so, I felt like because of that, uh, other aspects of the game benefited. Like, so, mm-hmm. especially like the AM radio, like, just listening. Not not only listening to the music, but just listening to the the, the talk stations, stations and yeah. just hearing all the funny writing and stuff like that. It's like that's not something that I took the time to do in the later games because I was too focused on getting around the city, you know, getting to yeah. the next mission. Uh, and you know, as I was compiling the list for like all these games, and as as I get into later generations, it's like the memories aren't as strong as the earlier yeah. ones. And I, and I think a big part of that is because when you were a kid, like you. These, those, they tend to be shared experiences with your friends, mm-hmm. you know. So like, GTA 3 was a big thing for that. Like, my friends would come over and we would just pass the controller around and just, you know, not even play the game. Just like, I mean, not even play the game as it's meant to be played. I guess, like with the mission structure and whatnot. But just, hey, it's how long can shit. you survive? You know. Yeah, yeah. The one how how crazy can shit go? And how long yeah. can you survive the five stars? And like. You know, that's I, I I never did that with like later, mm-hmm. uh, later games in the franchise. So, and obviously that was a big, probably the first big like open world game that came yeah. out. No, that's another thing that I was gonna touch on is like that was like the first, at least for me from that I can recall. For consoles, <clears> probably <throat> right. Yeah, yeah. Well, even on even on play on PC at that point, I wasn't really playing a lot of PC stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, like, what open world was, like, like holy cow, like, you can go anywhere? You can do anything? Like, I could go up to this guy and punch him mm-hmm. or shoot him? I could steal anybody's car? And I, could, I mean, you could do that in the first Grand Theft Auto, obviously, you yeah. know, the, the top-down one. But this was different because it was, like, a full 3D world. All the cars moved great. I loved driving the city, just kind of, like, hanging out, you know, was, like, exploring yeah. the city, not doing anything. And the funny thing you mentioned, like, I still like open world games, but I just recently bought... I mentioned before, I bought Assassin's Creed Origins, mm-hmm. and that's an open world game. It's massive. It's like all over Egypt. And immediately I'm like talking to myself, I'm like, God oh, damn, I gotta go all the way there. <laughs> and like, there's like all of this, and I'm like, this is, and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful game, but I don't have the time. I don't have the patience. Like, I don't really care as much. And you were saying like a lot of your earlier memories come from sharing those experiences. For me, I think, mm. besides that, it has a lot to do with kind of a wow factor. Like you've been wowed as a kid like like oh my god this is a video game oh my god this game is like this that you've hit some of these all of these kind of like impactful games that at this point you're kind of like no it's another video game yeah it's cool that's doing that that's fun (laughs) all that's the you know and then and then you play them they're great experiences when you play them you had fun but you don't they're not as memorable as like those very first ones like we said like when you first played tony hawk when you first played metal gear like, now we have a lot of games that are similar to the, in Metal Gear structure, right? Like, there's a lot of games that have story and are out there, and yeah. I don't remember them. <laughs> Cause they, and they could be good, but it's like Metal Gear was that first one. Resident Evil was that first one. After that, 
everyone's just i mean i'm not saying they're all trying to copy them but it's like once you experience that it kind of lessens right mm-hmm. it's just like okay it's like that so like you said every following grand theft auto becomes less and less exciting Mm-hmm. Because it's still you in a big city driving around doing the same thing. Only the only difference is like the graphics are getting better, the more weapons you can get. I will say like obviously, Vice City was definitely special because it took place in the 80s. It had like the cold color, different color spectrum. The music was different. It was amazing. I, I think I actually bought the CD box set for that because it was so good. It's filled with great music and the characters were awesome. And I, this was during a time when they were actually using real actors now to, to yeah. be be the voice actors for these games which is insane like what ray liotta he's like the <laughs> main character in a video game yeah. and a, as a gangster of course that's that makes sense and he's doing it like it wasn't below them you know to do this which i think was awesome yeah, so, yeah. and obviously i mean metal gear solid you know the first one that voice acting was so phenomenal and it just carried mm-hmm. on with grand theft auto and stuff and obviously yeah just for for a video game you're not only being like this 3d open world uh but from a writing and just storytelling perspective, it's just so much better than anything that came before it. So yeah, yeah. and I and I'll admit that like each new Grand Theft Auto game did have mm-hmm. compelling stories, very interesting stories. Like yeah. uh, I think with the the fourth one came out, you're playing some guy from Slovakia or Slovenia. I don't know where he's from. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just don't remember. But Eastern yeah, yeah. European dude <clears throat> coming to visit his cousin and he gets involved in all this shit and it's insane because mm-hmm. I thought I don't want to play as this guy. <clears throat> I'm still upset. I hope one day we get to play as a, either a woman or a Mexican dude, and I hope it takes place in a city like Chicago, because they've done <laughs> L.A., they've done New York, they've done Miami. Come on. Yeah, they already did Watch Dogs, and they fucked that up. So <laughs> people are so excited about that one, but yeah. <clears throat> uh, so, so I mean, do you want to go into your system? I want to get into Dreamcast. I... Dreamcast. All right, do it. My favorite system, Dreamcast. Sadly. <gasps> Hey, take it easy. Hey, this is crying. He's, he's getting hyped, too. <laughs> Dog's having nightmares. Um, yeah, very short-lived, right? I think it was an amazing system. I bought it when it first came out. Again, it was one of the systems that I think I paid for, I think. I don't remember if my mom bought it or not. Um, I had to have it. Obviously, we knew very little about it other than, like, we saw a very different kind of Sonic with Sonic Adventure. Not a really great Sonic but it just became more animated, like a cartoon. But everything else after that, I mean, like, I'm just going to name a few things that I didn't, I mean, like, I would say, like, the game that impacted me the most, Jesus. <laughs> it's it's throwing me off my slight. game. Oh, you can, you can hear slight, it? But I can okay. hear the yelping a little bit. <laughs> I will say <clears throat> Shenmue was, like, a, like probably the biggest game for me. For sure. I know we mentioned... Uh, Metal Gear, how that kind of like blew your mind for me is Shenmue was kind of what that did to me. Like, mm-hmm. it kind of wove what I loved about everything in that time of pop culture, like film, like classic Asian cinema, like Who Killed My Father, and funny <laughs> game. That's all he has, right? He just goes around like asking Who Killed, killed My Father. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but, I mean, um, I'm with like, you. I'm, I'm, I know of Shenmue. I've like, I've seen it played. I, I've definitely played a few Dreamcast things, but yeah, go back, get back to Shenmue. I mean, it, it had a, it had like fight, a fighting game elements to it. Like it played like a fighting game. Like when you actually got into a fight, it played like a fighting game. You actually learned new mm-hmm. moves. It was actually really interesting fighting all those things. And I think we were talking about this. And I don't think it's kind of weird that I don't know when we were talking about it, but it was like kind of similar, like in the other games, like Grand Theft Auto, where you're in a living city. Where you're just driving around, you don't really do much, right? Like you could punch a person, mm-hmm. and that's it. But in Shenmue, you can go into a shop, talk to the shopkeeper, buy like a snack, go to the arcade. Like it's a small neighborhood, so the kid knows you. Like, hey, Ryu, what are you doing? Like, oh, I'm just doing this, whatever. It's just so, so really strange and unique in that way. And like you could collect these, like you could any money you made at the factory, you go mm-hmm. spend it on food. Go, I don't know if you could go drinking. Uh, arcade, you would buy like the little UFO things or like the little gachapon things, like the little things yeah. that pop up. Collecting all that stuff to me is just like, this is the ultimate game. You could do everything. Like you, know, <laughs> you, could, you could fight, you could do this, you would level up, and then eventually it's over. And obviously it was a cliffhanger because the second one ever came out on that system. And uh, yeah, to me that was like the most impactful game. Uh, from okay. a lot of and that's why I, I love that system. Obviously like, 
I mentioned like why I really like weird games because also other stuff like we got was like Power Stone, which yeah, is an Power intense Stone was game. awesome. That was so fun. Super fun game. Um, we, I think probably the, the best fighting game for a lot of people is Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Mm-hmm. That was on the Dreamcast when the first time we can get that on there. Amazing game. And uh, <clears throat> Crazy Taxi, another arcade game. So there's like a lot of arcade games that you can just play on this. It's just so great to have that on a console. Um, yeah, I mean, there's just like a ton of stuff. And even like the sports titles, like uh, uh, the football the 2K games, games, the 2K, 2K football, and, football and uh, obviously NBA eventually overtook uh, <laughs> EA mm-hmm. Sports uh, with the NBA Live thing. So, yeah. Yeah, I had all those in that. Fantasy Star Online was like my first intro into real what do you call it mmos mmos yeah yeah which i didn't know at the time like i got i paid for the internet access i got my little keyboard <laughs> i remember playing it and i remember like holy shit this is what it's like to play online with other people this is so much fun we're like out there hunting together and i would make friends and then i remember once some dude came in and killed all of us which is impossible it was, it was a hack uh-huh. like a, a weird thing you could break the game and actually attack your teammates okay. and then he stole all our gear and then that was it oh my and god I, I was like fuck <laughs> i'm not playing this anymore because it took me forever to get that last shit um but it was yeah i mean the other game that i want to mention really quick is seaman which is the weirdest game mm-hmm. anyone could ever play i don't think i ever got it to grow legs maybe i'm glad it didn't but uh, <laughs> the fact that it could repeat what you were saying and it was learning what you were saying that Leonard Nimoy was narrating the game. This was just like, this is what I loved about games. It's just like, it's so fucking weird. And you could be this weird. I mean, there was a lot of games. There was a lot of games that came out for the system that didn't make it. There was one that I really liked called uh, Rent-A-Hero. And it's like, you accidentally get a super suit in the mail, and you put it on, and it turns you into a superhero. And it's kind of like, you got to go around town, and everyone's like, hey, I need you to get my cat from the tree or something stupid and it's just doing it and then fight this mm-hmm. guy it was super weird but uh yeah i mean you could and then sadly um it didn't last and i wanted i want to mention one last game because this is like again in line with parappa katamari jack ryan jack ryan radio jet set radio yeah like that was like my ultimate game back then I, I, at the time i was really into graffiti culture in Chicago, it's very huge. It was very big back then, uh, early 2000s, early 90s, 80s, all that stuff. Yeah. But playing like a living cartoon, the cell shading was amazing. The music was amazing. Inline skating, again, never thought I, I was not. That, after trying for Tony Hawk, I'm like, I'm not going to try to fucking go roller skating. <laughs> My brother did, and he became a really good inline skater. But that game just blew me away. And I was like, this is, if I make video games, this is the kind of stuff I want to make. Because mm-hmm. it's the cool stuff, so. Yeah, those games are awesome, and they, the way they played was so unique. I I felt like they they yeah. felt really unique. Uh, but yeah, I mean, getting back to PS2, uh, obviously the Metal Gear Solid series, like it continuing on, like Part Two was like one of the most anticipated games. Mm-hmm. Definitely recall, and I'm sure you did the same. Uh, bought Zona Vendors so that you could have the the demo for Metal Gear Solid. Oh yeah, yeah. So you can play the, yeah, yeah. Where Zone of Enders was a fine mech game, uh, pretty good. Uh, and then Metal Gear Solid 2 came out, and that was it's a great game. Like I, it, I don't like it as much as the first because because from a storytelling perspective, like it gets so wacky. But I was in love with that game. I actually I don't know why I did this, but I I would play the game and then record record the game like onto a VHS tape, like me playing <laughs> the game. Uh, yeah. I'm like, why did I do this? Or like I. I guess it made sense. I mean, I definitely record it like the opening cin- cinematic just to be able to rewatch it whenever I yeah, wanted yeah. to because, you know, YouTube wasn't a thing at the time. Right, yeah, exactly, yeah. The only thing you had was like downloading videos and then playing them on real time or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, my but God, yeah, so I mean, time. part two and then, you know, obviously part three when that came out, which Snake Eaters is an incredible game. It's just a really good story. That's it kind of, you know, it's more... That's why, like, I think one and three are more grounded games. Two, yeah, exactly. two gets a little bit more wacky, and unfortunately, like, you know, uh, unfortunately, I did give up on the franchise because, like, I never played four or five. Um, maybe I will. Four one was day. more story than anything else. Yeah, I heard four was like more of like MGS two, 
and I heard the cutscenes were insane, and they were already pretty insane for Metal Gear Solid 2, which I guess they were the same for 3 as well, but 3 just had a, a, such a unique setting and mm. really great characters. Uh, and then uh, Resident Evil 4, obviously, for GameCube. Uh, I wasn't big big on GameCube. Like The only thing I really recall playing is Double Dash and Resident Evil 4, really. Uh, yeah. But definitely, Resident Evil 4 is, you know, it's respected for reasons. Like, it's such... Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I love the GameCube, but, I like, again, like, since we're talking about games that really, like, kind of had an impact on us, by mm-hmm. that point, we had already played a lot of Mario Karts. Yeah. Um, I was kind of disappointed in the in the Zelda game and that one, the Twilight Princess. It was a good game, but I'm like, you're well, playing as a wolf. Wind Waker was on... It was yeah. GameCube. That came before Twilight. Oh, shit, you're right. See, Don't forget Wind Waker. Yeah, I I'm mean, talking you, about like I mean, you 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 could gush over Zelda. Wind Waker. I didn't like uh, get super. No, no, into no. It. I mean, Wind Waker is an incredible game. You're right. I thought it was in the wrong system. I, I was getting confused because I have it on the Wii U too. Not that I know that it came out on the Wii U, but I had forgotten about <laughs> it. But that was like the first cell shaded game around the same time with the with the Jack Ryan video craze. I yeah. love that game. That game is amazing. Yeah. Uh, it's even better on the HD version because they actually let you kind of like speed through. Like, they give you the speed sail. So, so like, you don't yeah, have to... I heard the sailing stuff is kind of drag that. It takes forever, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, um, they obviously fixed that. But it's an incredible, beautiful game and a really good story. The fight, the fights were, like, at its best during that time. Yeah, I mean, but other than that, like, GameCube, solid system, but not enough, you know? Yeah, it resonated. I like, I like that it came with a... That it came with a... What do you call it? The Game Boy Player, because I like being able to play my Game Boy games and GBA games through it. Mm-hmm. On the, uh-huh. on the big screen, so you just put it on top of it and put it in there. Oh, I didn't know about that. Yeah, and then one of my favorite pieces of history that I own is the uh-huh. big Panasonic GameCube with a Q, which is a, like a DVD player that can play MP3s or CDs and like that. It's like a weird metal chromed out GameCube mm-hmm. um, that I I never plugged it in because I don't don't even know how to read that because it comes with a remote and it has the uh-huh. controllers and everything too, but. Um, Oh man, I think we're kind of nearing the end because I'm running out of juice. But any other <laughs> ones if you wanna, <clears throat> I have a couple more. I do have a couple more, but I just want to kind of go through them. I How much juice you got left? Because like, I mean, for so for PS2, the last thing I want to hit on because I mean they're beloved games and they're beloved yeah. to me. Uh, Eco and Shadow of the Colossus. Uh, yeah, I love those games. Shadow is one of my favorite games ever made, and those are just such unique games, such mm-hmm. unique worlds. Uh, I don't think Eco holds up as much from a gameplay perspective, but I just love like the worlds that yeah. that guy. I can't think of his name <laughs> off the top of my head, but the worlds that that guy creates uh, and Shadow of the Colossus is just an incredible game. It's just I never got to play man. Eco, but Shadow of the Colossus is amazing. That to me felt like a Zelda game in a way, for sure, but like more mature in a sense. I don't know. It's just mm-hmm. kind of. I mean, it, there was nothing really like mature about it. It just felt more serious, you know, like the tone yeah. of the game. Definitely. Yeah. Um, by this point, like I was like, we did have a PS3 and two and everything like that. But I do, I like games that really stood out to me during this time that really affected me. Knights of the Old Republic, which is a Star Wars game. I'm a big Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. This is an RPG by Bioware during a time where like this is like one of the best RPGs that they've ever made. And uh, just the fact that you could, there were so many choices. You could have like your own. A lot of the stuff that's in this kind of feeds into like mass effect later on another one of my absolute favorite series of all time mm-hmm. um kind of feeding into the space theme but like just having like you could end up like killing your your teammates like if they don't follow you like fuck you're gonna die and it's like super serious like it's sad like you're like oh my god i can't believe th- did i just do that like did that just happen mm-hmm. and uh and the story is really good there's a really great twist to that whole game uh, yeah, it was just a super solid RPG. I really loved it, and it's uh, yeah, it was a really good game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for PS3, that was you know, so you know, I I would say PS1, PS2 is when I started to get into more narrative games. But PS3 is when, for me, gaming came. You know, the indie scene came. So, PlayStation Network, Xbox Live Arcade, and so like that's what I gravi- gravitated towards. But also having a mix of having bad habits, which you know we talked about this on on other episodes but uh you know having those addictions to the sports games uh ps3 is when i finally got into call of duty so like modern warfare 2 was the first Mm -hmm. big game where i got into online multiplayer and stuff and 
that was a huge franchise for me. Like, I don't regret sinking my time into those games because it, it was a fun experience. Yeah. Uh, but that was always distracting me from the games. Like, I should be playing these games. I should be mm. having these unique, bite-sized experiences that are unlike a lot of the other stuff that you're getting from the mainstream. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's Call of Duty was big. That, though. Was I was going to say, it's funny you mentioned that, that you mentioned that, because to me, when the PS3 came out, that's when I felt mm-hmm. like, okay, games are really, like, adult now. Like, this yeah. is an adult industry now. Because, I mean, you had Killzone, mm-hmm. you had, like, a couple of Metal Gears, like you said, the yeah, modern Killzone too. games. Yeah, yeah. All those games are coming out, and you're like, oh man, like the lineups are a little bit more intense. There wasn't a lot of like lighter stuff. Like I said, I was used to like in the early PlayStation days where you got stuff like that. Like even even Parappa had a sequel on the PlayStation Two. Yeah. But after that, like I think like Katamari was also on PlayStation Two after a while. Um, but PS3 kind of just had a lot of the, those those bigger games. Like Metal Gear Four was on there. Mm-hmm. Um, what other big major like serious games? Obviously Grand Theft Auto went on that was that was part four mm-hmm. yeah uh, and then the expansions that came with that uh but yeah and yeah i know you, you mentioned killzone which i totally forgot killzone 2 was actually the first game where i actually got into online gaming uh and then eventually call of duty which i like call of duty because it's a lot more fast-paced Killzone's right. very heavy uh, yeah but then eventually you know the the indie scene i guess that all started with braid uh jonathan blows braid and i Love that game. I love the story. It's, it's, a, it's a fun, like, platforming puzzler is all it really yeah. is. But I just thought it had a really cool story. Uh, and then from there, you know, obviously Flower, Genova Chen's Flower. Uh, and then he went on to make uh, Journey, which Journey is this, an incredible game. One of the first yeah, games, yeah. like, got to, actually got nominated for an Academy Award for the score. Or no, not an Academy oh, Award. A Grammy, rather. Grammy, yeah. Uh, a Grammy <clears> for... Um, I'll say, like, so that game, it's funny that you mentioned it because I've forgotten about it, but that game was, like, the first game that really made me feel alone. Obviously, yeah. you're isolated when you're doing that, but, like, I remember, like, because that game is, like, you could play, it's a multiplayer game, but you, mm. you can't really just join your friends to play. It's yeah. just, like, random Strangers people pop, pop in. into your world. And, and then I remember when we would play together and we just help each other get there, and then the thing, for some reason or another, he had, they, they had to go, and I was just like, wait, don't go. <laughs> like you're leaving me alone i'm here by myself and i just felt like this immediate sadness like uh-huh. like i hope he gets to where he's going at the end of the game they actually show you who you ran into because like the game is not mm. that long it's like two hours it's like yeah. it's like watching a movie uh but yeah that was such a unique game obviously a really uh emotional experience for me and then you know i actually went and shared that uh with my girlfriend at the time I actually shared that uh, with her so it's like you know for me especially like once we get into one more generation which I'm not going to have much to say about PS4 but uh but yeah I mean it it, it became a thing of wanting to share those share those experiences with people right. and before yeah. it was like I mean yeah you definitely had experiences where you were with a group of friends and playing these fun games but yeah uh, it it eventually for me became more about kind of like akin to movies being excited about a movie and wanting to know, you know, what the person you care about thinks about it. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, that's yeah, what we do nowadays to too. Like, I remember when we were when we had our old podcast, we would have that thing where we're like, "Have you played this game?" Like, I think you should play this game. You know? Yeah. Like, I remember we would go back and forth and say, "Like, you should try this game," and so we would do that. And can I write like, off a like, few more here? I'm sorry. Yeah, go absolutely. Ahead. Go for it. No, go ahead. Uh, so obviously, Heavy Rain was a big thing for me. Uh, mm-hmm. What's his mm-hmm. name? David Cage. Uh, not not great storytelling, but it was one of those games where like it was you know because like in a way a, a lot of games became uh, less about playing and more about storytelling, yeah. and so that was one of the games where like it wasn't about how the game played, it was just about the choices you make and how you have agency in the story. Right. Uh, you can keep talking. I'm just gonna get my plug. Sure, sounds good. <laughs> so like uh, Heavy Rain, you know, and. When you're a kid, you know, you, you have those experiences where you're sitting in front of the TV all day or whatnot. And as you get older, that's less likely to happen. Uh, but Heavy Rain is actually a game where the first time I played it, I actually sat down with it for like nine hours straight. So, yeah, I'm just waiting for Abaddon because I'm talking to myself. You're talking to the listeners. Yeah. Um, hey, listen. No, it's definitely one of those games that uh, 
that you just kind of get caught up because it's like scene after scene, you know. Mm-hmm. Just, and I actually would have beat it. And then, you know, it's a good 12-hour game. I would have yeah. beat it the first time, but I ran into a bug. <laughs> but yeah, oh, Heavy good. Rain and then the follow-up uh, Beyond Two Souls, which that's I feel like that game's underrated. Uh, that It gets a lot of shit, and people, you know... Heavy Rain was really the first of its kind, uh, but Beyond Two Souls, I think, is just as good, if not a better game, uh, even really? though the story's all over the place. Yeah. I know it was a It's a game. mess. That guy's a mess, that storyteller. Yeah. <laughs> but I really enjoy his games because they're unique to him. Kind of like Kojima, you know, like they're doing things that other people aren't. Cool. Sure. And then outside of that, you know, I I know we kind of mentioned fighting games and that you never were really super into them. Like, I just, I felt like I was never super good at them, to be honest. Uh, I mean, but with PlayStation Network, I definitely played Marvel vs. Capcom 2 quite a bit, uh, and I was decent at it. But when Street Fighter 4 came out, that was a really big game for my group of friends. Like, my friend yeah. Chris was, was dating this girl, and we would go over and, like, hang out. Like, go over at night. And so I would... Anytime it was a decision of hanging out with my girlfriend and going to hang out with my friends, I would like to uh. choose my friends. <laughs> but it was such like a, you know, it was such a fun part of our lives. And I knew it was, you know how like when you're, I'm not sure if you have this feeling, but when you have this group of friends and like you're having a good time. And I always think to myself, like, this is temporary. Like, this is not going to last forever. Just, you know, the so like, in, so enjoy have. it. I know it's a terrible way to think, but... <laughs> I do think, like, when this happens, like, you know, it's like, it's, you know, it can't last forever because people grow up, you know, like, yeah. life gets in the way, that kind of thing. Totally. Um, but, yeah, we would have these hangouts where we would play Street Fighter. And there was some quiz show. Do you remember? Oh, Buzz. Buzz TV. Buzz, yeah. Uh, he had that as well. So, like, <laughs> there's a lot of good memories staying up late and playing Street Fighter 4. Yeah. I will say, because you mentioned, uh, I mean, this is also part of what... what had a huge impact it's a good segue when you're talking about friends because mm-hmm. outside of the fact that this also led to how we how we met yeah. um i would say xbox live was a big major thing when everyone can go online and play games together besides halo and all that stuff but mm-hmm. i think it really hit its stride for me when i finally had like a group of friends to play with and one of the and they, one of the games that really stands out to me because of that is left for dead the left for dead series yeah, just like super great game, super super arcadey, fun. Uh, what do you call it? like a group dynamic, right? You versus the zombies, sort of thing, like team base, team versus things. Yeah, right? like, like, like story based mission, like kind of like mission story based. Yeah, like, but they were like movies, you know, because it was like yeah. it was like almost like a little poster. But I mean, for me, it was like you built up like this crew of friends, and this was like you had your friends who you knew in, in real life. I had like maybe a few because I had moved and yeah. unfortunately like during my high school years I became very I kind of regressed into being a very antisocial person like I went from being like the class clown like the kind of guy you see me being now growing mm-hmm. up in grade school that's how I was up until I had a move and then I went to a completely different high school where everybody else knew each other and I didn't know anybody yeah. so I kind of just became a silent nobody so I didn't really Unfortunately, yes. I didn't have any, a ghost. Yeah, yeah I ghosted. I ghosted. <laughs> I and, remembered. Um, <laughs> he's listening to me. Um, I'm trying, bud. I'm trying hard. But um, but yeah, no. So I missed out on that whole thing where I didn't really have any friends that I brought with me outside of high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in college, I think I maybe had like a, a couple, but none of us. I mean, a lot of them didn't really have the games or weren't into games. The age groups were all over the place. So when I started playing again online with my buddy who I knew from grade school, he introduced me to a bunch of other friends that he knew because he at that point, I think he had moved to Seattle. And so he had a bunch of friends there. And so I just kind of joined their game group and we just all kind of used to game all the time, no matter what. If a new game came out, we would play together, but it started mm-hmm. with a lot of bed. And to this day, like I'm friends with one of the guys out there still like the group isn't around anymore or I just didn't really like, you know, keep playing with them because I couldn't keep up. These guys bought every fucking game and I could yeah, just yeah. buy every game that came out. Um, but then after that, around the same time, Red Dead Redemption came out, which is another yeah. Rockstar game, online, yeah. open world game. For me, I've always been a huge fan of Westerns. For me, it's always been like this weird extreme dynamic where I'm a huge fan of Westerns, but I'm also a huge fan of sci-fi. 
you know, like these two different dynamics. Unfortunately, Cowboys and Aliens was a shitty movie, so I couldn't get it. <laughs> but um, I avoided that one. But I loved it because I grew up watching Western movies with my dad, and it's like, this is perfect. I get to live my own Western, you know, fantasy of being this character. But on top of that, it's where I got to really meet my girlfriend at the time that I was with. Like, we bonded through this game. Like, it was like, come home from work and you play the game, and you're like, hey, babe, I'm online. I'm like, let's go. And I like I was mentioning on here, it's like, uh, she taught me how to play poker through the game. Like, she knew how to play, and she's actually really good at playing the game. Yeah. And she taught me how to play the game through there, and I got really excited. I'm like, oh, I finally, because I <laughs> never knew how to play any card games. And she, and even though the game kind of teaches you, she, she was teaching me and coaching me through that all the time. Mm-hmm. So that play, that game obviously has a very special place in my heart, besides the fact that it's a Western game, but because it brought us together. Yeah. Now, yeah. Sadly, I fucked that relationship up, but <laughs> it did not ruin my, my love for the game. Yeah. I'm very happy with that game. I love it. It's one of my absolute favorite games in the world. Yeah, Red Dead, I mean, by that time, unfortunately, I was already in the phase of, of the open world thing, my issue with open world games. Mm-hmm. So, like, I started Red Dead. I started Bully, which I really enjoyed Bully. I know we're going back a generation because I think that was PS2. Uh, but, oh, yeah, I didn't mention Warriors either back to PS2. Oh, Warriors man, is a right? fucking awesome game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's a seminal game in my history. Yeah, great. It's a great film too. I mean, it's one. It's one of my my older my Fantastic eldest brother game. Robert. That's one of him. That and uh, Beat Street. Remember that movie Beat Street? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of tagging and Jet Grind Radio, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, those those yeah, are like two of his favorite movies. Yeah. And that is such a, you know, when I went to New York last year, uh, I made it. I mean, I went to Coney Island. Because of Requiem for a Dream, that's one of my favorite movies. But mm-hmm. it was also cool to see the Wonder Wheel that's in Warriors mm-hmm. as well. And like yeah, e- yeah. every time I was in the subway, all I thought about was Warriors because those subways yeah, yeah. look exactly <laughs> the same to yeah, this day. Yeah. You know, minus well, the right. tagging. Had a huge, yeah, I love that game. So, I mean, that game was so well made. Like they mm-hmm. beat for beat, like the movie, and yeah. even like going back and 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 crafting a story that obviously takes place before the movie happens. Yeah. Is really and the fighting in it's so good. Oh man, that's that's one of the best beat 'em up games. Ever. And they even had like the the disc jockey like doing the narration. Yeah, and everything, yeah, right? yeah. Is that the lady yeah. who was in a Where in the World was Carmen in Carmen San Diego? Oh, is it? I don't know. I, I don't think know. it's the so same lady my, who does the voice in that, or does the you know introduces the case or whatever. I don't know. I, I haven't seen that game show in forever. But um, do you want to mention any other games in this generation? I don't know what generation we're in right now, but. I mean, we don't have uh, to go through generations. I guess we're PS3. Oh, oh, no, yeah. I was, what was that? I mean, like, we don't actually have to go through the generations. It's mostly yeah. just about the games that have the biggest... Well, thing. I was going to ask, like, did you own an Xbox at all? Oh, yeah, yeah. that generation? I guess that's more like PS2 was Xbox. It is around the same time, yeah. You're right, 360 yeah. was oh. PS3. I remember... I didn't get one right away, but I bought it when... Mm-hmm. Just around the, the year that Splinter Cell came out. And I bought it during Christmas. Okay. I think I bought it... During the Christmas sales, you know, I picked it up, put it in my cart, and wandered around like, okay. And Splinter Cell was a fantastic game. I love that game a lot. That first one, that didn't, I think I played the second one as well. And then after that, I didn't really play any other ones because it became too action oriented. I think people got tired of the whole stealth thing, even though it did stealth really, really well. Mm-hmm. That's like I think one of the few games that actually does stealth well. And then they just stopped doing it because I think people just wanted action stuff, which kind of ruined the series for me. Mm-hmm. And obviously the Halo yeah. series as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, play a shit ton of Halo, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was a PlayStation dude, but I guess at that point, we were getting the systems, because, yeah, we did have a GameCube. We did eventually have an Xbox, and, yeah, the first Halo was definitely awesome. You know, speaking of our, our last episode, I talked about that guy who showed me his anime VHS collection. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I remember going to his house and playing Halo there for the first time, and we were playing, like, on Legendary, which was a lot of fun, obviously, really challenging. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it made the game a lot more fun, and I'm like, it was just so cool, just like, just how the AI reacts in those games, and how you know how they have like these unique personalities. It was yeah. pretty like revolutionary for its time. Uh, but I never got super into Xbox. I guess I, 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 you know, speaking of Left 4 Dead, I did play Left 4 Dead. I think maybe I went to like a cat. I I know there was one time where me and Rudy went to this place. Uh, in Boys Town or Lakeview, um, 
where <laughs> it was like one of those places where you could like play board games, but mm-hmm. you could also pay money to like rent a system out for a little bit. Yeah. So I guess kind of like the gaming lounges now, but like mm-hmm. it was a small space, so we just kind of rented out uh, the 360 for a bit and played yeah. uh, and played Left 4 Dead. <laughs> oh yeah, just like that. We just played for like an hour, <laughs> so that was like my extent of Left 4 Dead, and I that made me regret not having like a system. But eventually, I got a 360. I did sell it, but I did have like, you know, obviously Guitar Hero and Rock Band. That's when that became a thing. That's uh, true, yeah. And I might be mixing generations here. That's possible. But because uh, like Guitar Hero was a thing for PS2. I think it's on PS2. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. Rock Band and like Guitar Hero World Tour. That's when the 360 and the Wii. And yeah, stuff. yeah. Um, but yeah, so that, that's yeah, really like it I, for for that generation. Yeah, like I said, like I think up up until like the last one, I think on the Dreamcast, a lot of those games. Like well, outside of the fact that I mentioned Left 4 Dead and and Red Dead, that made the mm-hmm. most impact. After that, very little game, very few games. Like obviously, I'm a huge, I'm still playing a lot of games, but I don't think no game, no game, any game so far has kind of wowed me in the sense where like wow, I'm never gonna forget this in my life or you know, it's, mm-hmm. it doesn't have the same. Like obviously, I'm a huge fan of the new Red Dead. I absolutely love it. It's an incredible game, even better than the first one. Uh, it's super sad. It's a it's a really great story. Uh, I didn't want it to end. So again, it's just it's just them doing a good job with story. Like they they know how to craft a good story. You know, mm-hmm. like they did the same thing with uh, Grand Theft Auto Five or whatever the last one was too. Because yeah. it it was interesting because you played as three different characters. But um, <laughs> I was just gonna mention I also Elder like Scrolls. The so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's so, what happens with those. Yeah. Um, Elder Scrolls. <clears throat> I got into the really late because, like I said, my ex was really into Elder Scrolls, but I didn't really know. I thought it was me boring, mm-hmm. and this was—I think this was roughly after the time. I think I had kept her Elder Scrolls game. That's how I, I played it, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Yeah, just go ahead and keep it and play it." And I really liked it a lot. I was like, "This really weird first-person RPG open-world game," and I loved it. Mm-hmm. And which kind of went into my love for Elder Scrolls Online, which I really wish I had a core group of friends to play that with, because I played that alone too much. And I, I had a couple of friends who did play it for a little bit, but then, you know, you always try to play with somebody because you're you start out together, and then somebody plays when you you didn't play or you couldn't get on mm-hmm. for a while, and now they're like level 100 and you're still level <laughs> 25, and you're like, I don't yeah. want to play with you anymore. Um, stuff like that happens, and then. <clears throat> The other one that I would I want to bring up really quick is Overwatch. Okay. Obviously, a lot of people don't really care for it that much, or they're or they're kind of split on it. But for me, that's the game that brought got me back into competitive games. Mm-hmm. Like I I was never really that competitive outside of like maybe Left 4 Dead. I just had a lot of fun with it. But when I was playing Overwatch, it was like I got into like game mode. Like I didn't know what I was like. I I learned everything about the characters, what they could do, the capabilities, and then like if nobody was talking, I it kind of opened me up in the sense of being like you have to speak up if you want something done and okay. just kind of leading leading people and just being, being like yo or whatnot. yeah yeah exactly i was like yo mm-hmm. i need you to do this because this guy's gonna get around here i need you to do this and like hey there's a guy coming around us you gotta be like i, I need healing come on you gotta go this guy and i'm just like calling all the shots <laughs> and it just it just got so good like to the point now where they added this part in the system in the system in the game where you could award people for how they play you know and it's like hey he's a really good shot caller he's a really good teammate and it kind of just ranks you like that. And it's just like, that's so fulfilling to know, like, you're rewarded for, like, trying to help the team win, you mm-hmm. know? And despite of whether you like that kind of game or not, it was just like, to me, like, now they have Apex and Fortnite. I can't get into any of those games. But to uh-huh. me, Overwatch is still a really well-made game. And uh, I don't play it as much anymore, but we used to play it a lot. Like, mm-hmm. a lot, a lot. So, yeah. Yeah. I just want to throw a few more PS3 stuff out just before... I kind of get into the PS4 thing. Uh, I didn't actually write them down here. So, you know, like I said, PS3 is when I kind of get got more into the indie scene. And I feel like, which I guess purposely so, uh, you know, I was such a big Sony fanboy. and But, like, a lot of the big franchises, as much as I enjoy, like, playing big games, like, regrettably, I haven't finished a lot of them. Like, I, I know God mm-hmm. of War is a big thing. I still have mm-hmm. only played the first God of War uh, you know, obviously the Uncharted series for that for PS3 generation was huge, and I played the first two. I think the Uncharted games are great, uh, but I just 
kind of I just wasn't really super into them. Even you know, you mentioned Elder Scrolls. I know Fallout was a big thing, and I tried Fallout, but mm-hmm. I I don't care about Bethesda. They make broken games, and I I know that's kind of like their charm. The fact that they're broken, I I just think they're broken, and I don't want to play them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I think that's. Uh, I just want to cut in really quick. I yeah, think yeah, that's kind sure. of like a a cop out because mm-hmm. I feel like their, their games are so massive that it's just almost impossible for them not to break but it's also yeah. they focus heavily on story and everything else that sure some parts kind of creak and crack here and there but <laughs> it's not to the point where it ruins the game for me at least like I was going to mention Fallout Fallout 3 for me it was like an incredible game experience mm-hmm. like that game was, yeah I know it's such a huge deal I'm like I, when Fallout 4 came out I bought that and it froze on me, and I'm like, no. <laughs> I mean, That's I understand great. those are, if that you know, especially with like I mentioned Heavy Rain. I understand Fallout is such a big deal with like player uh, agency and like creating your own mm-hmm. story and everything. Uh, and yeah, I was like, I I respect those franchises. Modern solutions. Uh, <laughs> 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 that one went over my head, but no, I figured it out. Uh, <laughs> and then obviously I'll mention Last of Us. Um, Last of Us is great. Uh, I think it's one of the best, probably the best story in gaming uh, in its what? history. I think so. You know, I, I think from a storytelling perspective, it's the most well-written. Uh, great. <laughs> anyway, I know you don't like Last of Us. Screw. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I'm not about. saying I don't I, like I, it. I think they're much better than Uncharted ridiculous. games. But then again, there's what? one One has like five entries and the other one literally only has one entry so far. Exactly. Uh, That's what I don't get how people feel like this way about this game. Because it's a better story. Uh, like Uncharted, you know, going story. off, going off, story. going off the first, going off the first two in start of Uncharted games. Fun Indiana Jones games that have a stupid twist two thirds of the way through that ruins the story. Some supernatural twist. Not a fan. I I'm mean, no. The Uncharted the games are great. I'm not saying the best games. I'm not saying the best no. games either, but. Yeah, maybe maybe it is hyperbolic of me saying it's the best story, but I I think it's great. Mm-hmm. So. You know, like obviously the post apocalyptic a post apocalyptic thing is kind of overplayed, but I think they do it well. Uh, no, but <laughs> I, I don't even know why I like mention all these games because when 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 I started, yeah, we're not listing games just to list them. When I started to like do this, I didn't even mean to mention any of those. Uh, mm. I just wanted to call out two brothers. I uh, think that's an incredible indie yeah, game. Yeah, really emotion uh, pays off emotionally, uh, and Gone Home. Uh, I think it's not like it's not an original story. I don't want to ruin it for people who haven't played Gone Home. Like it's a it's it, it's a it's a story you don't see in games as much. I mean, nowadays you would because there's so many interesting games that are coming out. But it was one of the first that dealt with a story that you don't really see, you hadn't really seen before. So. And it, it's one of those yeah. things where, like, I, I'm not going to be nitpicky about it, but I feel like it's more of an experience than an actual game. For sure. Not really doing much. I mean, it's you're a walking exploring. simulator, for sure. Yeah, you're just kind of doing <laughs> that stuff. But then, like you mentioned, there are games that kind of came out afterward that had a little bit more of that kind of agency as well, like Life is Strange, which yeah. is very similar to that kind of thing. Well, even Heavy Rain that I mentioned in our area, like, yeah, yeah. They, mm-hmm. they, they have quick, timey moments, but, like, the gameplay is so so much of an afterthought as opposed to the storytelling and the choices. So yeah. The last two games that I wanna I want I wanna mention really quick is just Mox, the Monster Hunter series. Is this mm-hmm. for me it became like the Pokemon for adults. That's like okay. you're not really catching the animals but you're hunting them and yeah. you're crafting like really good gear off of it and you look badass doing it. And I just when Monster Hunter World came out, I just like it's like everything kind of clicked into place for me. Like, wow, I can finally play with my friends. You can go out and hunt stuff. And mm-hmm. it's insane. It's intense. Like, when you first encounter these monsters, it's such a great series. I absolutely love it. Uh, I wish I could have... I mean, they've already released a bunch of more add-on stuff to it. I think this is what they're going to continue to do. It's just going to be this online world. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it or- originally kind of went off to be a, a Nintendo DS game type series, you know. And then eventually now I jump back to the systems, the big systems. But the other thing is just Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing is obviously very big right now because yeah. it came out during quarantine. But for me, it's always been like a game where I could really kind of relax and just like let the world go away, 
mm-hmm. and not be stressed out. Like even with Katamari, like you're still stressing to like get everything. You get I get pissed off when the ball doesn't go the right way and, <laughs> and you're timed, right? There's like a time Yeah, limit. exactly. You're under time yeah. limit, but Animal Crossing, like I tell and this is what kinda of bugs me when people play it. They're like, Oh, I already did this, or I already got this. I'm like why? Like that's not the point of the game. There's, there's no end of the. I mean, there is an end of the game, but it's like, why do you want to get there so fast? You know, it's <laughs> like I'm just dig a hole here, put a plant down, water some plants, go talk to somebody, and that's it. And like, I, for me, it's a great stress reliever, and that's what I love about it. You know, mm-hmm. just kind of chill out, relax. It's a super pleasing game. I love the writing in that game. People don't realize that it actually has really good localization, really good writing. They say some really deep stuff sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like I've sent my mom some some clips like when like KK Slider's like so you decided to finally like, leave home and get out there in the world because you didn't want anybody else to tell you what to do and you wanted to do it yourself and I'm just like <laughs> it's so true <laughs> and I'm like look ma see it gets me but, uh, <laughs> but yeah yeah uh, it's it's a really good series uh, mm-hmm. it's not for everyone of course you know because it's just too slow for a lot of people but for mm-hmm. me it definitely helps. Yeah, I'm, I wanna. You know, they're hard to come by right now, but as soon as I have money, I, I want to get my hand on the switch. switch for sure, and start playing it because it, it does seem nice. Uh, yeah, I just so, want to mention a few more. So like moving on to PS4, obviously, Destiny, where yeah. me and this guy met, uh, and that was my first time ever really playing. Was it PS4? Yeah. PS3. Oh. Was it? It was PS4. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. oh no! I mean, there, I there was a PS3 version of the game. Yeah. Am I wrong about that? No, there. Because huh? the PS4 isn't that old, right? No, there definitely was a PS3 version, but the version that we played was definitely PS4. I'm positive of that because that's what bricked my system. My no, system broke. Right. Yeah, it's a, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, we met there, and uh, yeah, that was my first time. Yeah, I, I know you mentioned your first time playing MMOs with Fantasy Star, uh, but that was my first time ever playing, you know, mm-hmm. doing a raid. Uh, obviously, I got into the online multiplayer, which is decent, but, like, the raids are, like, my yeah, most no, fond like, memories of that. And you're right. That's, like, one of the best experiences ever is going on a yeah. raid. And they were hard. Yeah, they were hard. They you know, stuff, you're, right? you're, yeah. you're in there for three or four hours, and sometimes you're not beating it after those three or four hours. So it's like, are we going to give up on it uh, or not? And that was kind of frustrating. Here's he coming. The guy's coming. This is the part. You guys got to focus on this. Where are you guys at? It's like, yeah. And you're just too shy. It was so cool. You fucking fucked up. But yeah. Yeah. It was so cool. Just like LFG and whatnot. Uh, Yeah. Like looking for gaming. Like I met that probably where me and Avedon met. This was through LFG. Uh, but yeah, such great experiences. That's, it made me that's into a terrible. Thing, like, that's a good example of what I mean by like the games that kind of made an impact. I mean, the game itself is like whatever, but it's how we met, which is what makes it special. Yeah, it was a game where it was easy to just. It was an excuse to hang out with friends uh, yeah. mm-hmm. while playing a really good shooter, but <laughs> with a really terrible story. Uh, <laughs> yeah, very so Destiny for sure. Uh, you know, back. That, that's when I had first moved out, so I was definitely having get-togethers, having people come over. So there was a, a slew of party games that I really enjoyed. So if you hear uh, Jackbox, Party Pack, I know they're still making those, and those are tons of fun games you could play with your phone, but on a PlayStation. <laughs> uh, Towerfall Ascension, which I think the first time that came came out was for the Ouya. <laughs> if anybody knows yeah, what yeah, yeah. that is. Uh, it eventually came to ps4 and that game is awesome it's just like an arrow game where mm. you, know, you have three lives and it's like last man standing that game is so awesome and like, it's, uh, nidhogg yeah yeah they have that one too i didn't list it but yeah nidhogg for sure and then sports friends which is another grouping of like mini games yeah which yeah remember remember sports friends well, didn't we did, did me and you go no that oh, was yeah we went to a thing right did, did we go to the the thing at the Threadless place? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I mean, I know I went to one. I don't remember if I went with you. Well, I think I was with my ex at the time, but maybe we met up there. Maybe. Because they, they had Killer B and a bunch of other random Killer games. Queen, and they Killer played Queen, the no, uh, Johann Sebastian Joust in the parking yeah. lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, those games. And then, actually, there's a few that I left out here. Inside. Uh, so inside is I didn't mention 
one of the seminal games for PS3, which was but Limbo. But games for you, though. No, Limbo was seminal, but Inside, yeah. fuck, I, I love Inside. Like, I think it's a step up from Limbo. It's it's such a cool game. Uh, it's just like kind of the next level of Limbo. And, and that, that was a game that I just, I've, I've shared with uh, mm-hmm. a few people, like had them play through it and watch them play through it, uh, just because that, I just love where the story goes in that. Uh, and then lastly, what happened? My friend made me play that game. Like I was over there to help her with her Such car, a weird game. and then she's like, "Have you ever played this game? Like I've heard of it." And then she just <laughs> brings her laptop out and she's like, "Play it." And I'm like, so "It's already like ten at night." And yeah. I'm like, "Like now?" And I'm like, "Fine." And then we're playing it. She's like already passing out. I'm like, "I should go home now." And it's like, "No, wait, wait. You have to get to that part." And I, I think she hadn't even beaten it. Uh-huh. So I got to the point where she got she she got to and I ended up going all the way and we're uh-huh. watching this ending and we're like, What the fuck is going on? Yeah. And then I told her about the whole thing about like they released like a toy that you get that thing. Yeah, people the, are finally getting that thing too, because it took years for them to to actually, actually send it to people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like I can't believe this is what people got. Jesus. Yeah, because they didn't say what it was gonna be, but uh yeah, that, I just love where the story goes in that game and it's such a cool experience. It's frightening. Yeah, and, that thing. yeah. and then uh, lastly, uh, PT. Fucking. Yeah, it's you're not right. even That's a game. It's a, it's a yeah. demo, but that is like such an iconic game. Uh, like I said, when I when we were playing Destiny, my PlayStation, we had I, I had a power outage during like a terrible storm, and it bricked my system, and that had PT on it. So. <laughs> There is a way. There still is a way to like go through proxy servers and re-download it, uh, uh-huh. which is something I wanted to try to do eventually, uh, just to have the game. But yeah, that that was a game that whenever I would have friends over, like the same group of people that were playing these party games, we would have them over. Hey, put on PT. Let's fucking get super scared because this game is terrifying. Yeah, yeah. And I would just share it with anybody I could. I want yeah. I want somebody who has beaten it, who's playing it all the way through, to actually sit down and play my version, just like so watch it. Because I remember bugging you about it, like, what do I do, or yeah. how do I get this part? Like, I don't get nothing's happening. I, I, like, I eventually this, triggered it, this. but it's not really worth worth it, really. <laughs> it is know, satisfying once you I finally do it. I still want to see it because you yeah. spend a lot of time there. You just want to see an ending to it. So mm-hmm. that's a good way to end PT. <laughs> yeah, PT is amazing. That doesn't actually go anywhere because it never got completed and Konami pulled it yeah, from sad. what it was. I wish they would have just left it alone, but I understand. Still, not That's cool. Weird. Yeah. So, we're just hitting the, the two-hour mark. <laughs> I knew this was going to be a long one. So, like, where um, where do you sit at with gaming now? That's the thing. Like, I don't think there hasn't been anything that's come out yet that's kind of, like, made me feel like any of those other games that I mentioned, like those mm-hmm. big, seminal games that hit me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still games that are being made that are similar to them, like, obviously, there's a, a lot of quirky games that come out, especially, like I said, I think the indie scene is very important. For I think for the yeah. last couple of years now, I've been focusing more on indie games, just mm-hmm. because that's become, like, the new playground to do just crazy shit. Mm-hmm. And I think most companies now are just focusing on creating a lot of big major blockbuster stuff. I mean, like, companies are going out of business just to put out a game, right? They can't pay their employees. Their employees are getting sick. And it, the industry is in, like, in shambles right now because of how it's treating its workers. And, mm-hmm. you know, Telltale Games, we didn't mention anything about them, but Telltale Games, when, like, yeah. when The the Walking Dead came out, that was an intense uh, experience to play through. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely got me more into, like, this is, I'm like, I'm like, it kind of just reinforced my whole thing. Like, this is story. Like, this is what games yeah. can do. Like, they can show you a really good story. Uh, the Wolf Among Us. Uh, they even did some stuff for Game of Thrones. The Back to the Future series, if you ever played that one. That one came out before The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like a sequel to all of those, I think, the films. Uh-huh. Very good story, too. They're really well done. The Jurassic Park ones weren't that good. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, Back to the Future had a really good story, really and obviously sad. the Borderlands one people actually really like, too. Yeah, I don't like Borderlands the game, but the Tales from the Borderlands was a really good game. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I feel like the indie scene is where you can really create, like, really meaningful stuff. Like, we like we talked about Gone Home. There's also the game, like, That Cancer Dragon. Yeah. Um, it's about that, yeah, that, those guys with that family dealing with that stuff. Um, Greece, Greece, which is a Spanish game. Um, 
which is a, I mean, obviously your girl just kind of going through the stage. It's all black and white or gray, and then you start mm-hmm. adding color, and it's just really about a a person who's dealing through grief and how she's kind of coping with it and just kind of becoming alive again. And mm-hmm. it's like a super powerful uh, game, and it's like the music is incredible, the gameplay is great, it's a beautiful game. Um, I'm probably missing out on a lot of games like that, but I mean, <laughs> I, like, um, yeah, I'm just saying, like, I think the indie scene is where it's at right now, just because yeah. that's the kind of stuff that I want to see. I'm so used to seeing the same thing, like, it's another shooting game, it's another of this type of game, it's another Mario, I mean, I love the Mario games, I'll keep buying the Mario games, I'll keep buying the Zelda games, all that stuff, because I love that stuff, but it's not... Mm-hmm. It's kind of like comfort food, right? Like, it's like, you love cheeseburgers? Well, you can always eat a cheeseburger here. There's a new cheeseburger coming out. But yeah. indie stuff is like you're trying new food for the first time. But you kind yeah. of have, like, I've tasted a little bit of it, and I want more of it. Yeah. And that's what and Especially, of. like, with the new systems coming out now. It's like people people want want games to, like, do something different. And it's like, I don't think that's what the mainstream has to offer, to be honest. And that's something yeah. I started. To, I, I started to learn when the PS3 came out. It's like the indie scene is where it's at. And I I do think I do think uh, you know in in the early days those you know PlayStation or Sony and Microsoft they did a good job like curating that like having like the summer arc, summer of arcade yeah. or whatever. Uh, and then PlayStation Blog, you know, having these like featured games, and they even had their own thing. Um, but now, you know, unfortunately, the indie scene, it is a big thing now. So now it's like the market is super saturated. Yeah. So uh, it's just now it's kind of hard to find the gems within all that trash <laughs> that's floating around. So, but yeah, I definitely want to. I fell away from gaming and that's kind of evident in my what I talked about PS4. Like when I went back and looked at the list of games, I'm like, I just wasn't playing a lot of this stuff. Uh yeah, but that goes back to the whole thing where just like there wasn't a lot of stuff that you kind of like, like I said, like games like when when the first Assassin's Creed came out, I was yeah. like, shit, this is incredible. Like first of all, it's I, I love history and it touched on history, like it actually was based in real history, mm-hmm. and then the fact that how detailed the, the cities were and exploring. Then by after the third one, I was just like, I like it because it has the history again but you're still doing the same exact thing over and over again and it's just kind of like i like these games but i just can't be playing them back to back anymore i played through mm-hmm. all the all oh, the god of war games yeah. and then i ended up buying uh the new one kind of regret it because it's it just became so cinematic it's kind of like buying metal gear and then you played it and you kind of know i mean like metal gear 4 that mm-hmm. one i should say specifically that one because I'll, I'll replay the other ones but metal gear 4 is one of those games where like i wouldn't replay it because i played it and most of it is just cutscenes, and I don't want to go through all of that because I know what happens. That's how yeah. God feels to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I, Nintendo's doing a little bit better too with like feeding like independent games, like with the Nindies. Yeah. I know Indicate is still out. There's still a lot of good stuff that comes out on PC sometimes, but most of the stuff just kind of reaches everywhere. Everywhere yeah. comes around. Like Cuphead was such a good game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a really good style of a game that came out. But, yeah, I, I played some of that at my buddy Alex's house. Uh, you know, yeah, I just like, I still pay attention to the industry. I still listen to podcasts. Uh, so, I mean, I know what's going on. But I I used to, especially with the indie scene, it's something I used to really pay attention to. And I just don't anymore. Uh, and I don't know if I'll get back to that. Like, I'm not yeah, I'm not crying over it, I guess. But uh, it, it would be nice to get get back into gaming in some, in some way in the future. For sure. Yeah. Well, I think that's pretty much it for this episode. This is a jam-packed episode. It's a two-part episode because we're cut. This is cut in half. It's hard <laughs> for it to fit. So if you're listening to this part right now, it's the second half of the episode. Um, thanks for listening, as always. If you guys have any <clears throat> comments, want to tell us what your favorite games were, what games that made you who you are today, yeah. let us know in the comments on YouTube. Because we have a, we're on the YouTube channel for Hip Arcade, mm-hmm. hit us up on the email, which is oh my god, oh my wad at Gmail, or the Instagram account oh my wad, and you know you can follow us Avid on Arcade and Boy Decide, we're Jason yeah. over here, and yeah, I mean like it's kind of interesting because we met making a podcast about video games, yeah. and then I mean this is kind of the the reason why we fell out of it right because we just didn't keep up with it as much. Mm-hmm. in terms of following it and we just kind of decide so it's kind of nice to be able to just do one episode on this and maybe i mean i'm not saying we'll never talk about video games again and we still mention them 
on all our other podcasts. I mean, all our other episodes, whether mm-hmm. it's the, the the morning show or whatnot. But kind of hard to keep up with that stuff, you know. And I mean, we 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 see all the, the latest big announcements and stuff like that. But I think mm-hmm. the stuff that really kind of stands out are, is the stuff that you have to kind of pay attention to and search for. Yeah. Like our podcast. Do you want something good quality stuff? You have to look for us and to follow us and listen to us. So, as always, keep watching, keep playing, keep listening, keep doing what you do. Just do more of it. And we'll see you next time. See you guys.